0: Hey, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. What an exciting day we have here, you know. Um, first of all, I really I really do give a shit, and I want to tell you uh, a couple of things that we have going on. We have this incredible guest, uh, David Henry Nobody Jr., Jr., that is, and... Um, I've known David for how long have I? David, say hi. Hi. No, sit over there. Jesus Christ, get it together. Say hi. Hello.
1: Hello. There you go. Um,
0: So, David, uh, we've known each other for like a while now, but like like in a lot of other kinds of fields, um, you know, people don't really get to talk that much. We we don't get to talk. And we all know that like art openings are socially awkward situations because I always say to people, you can tell how well your art career is going by who says hello to you at the openings, right? So you never know. It's a little awkward always, isn't it, David? Well,
1: yeah. I mean, it can be like uh, ships passing in the night.
0: Talking to the mic. Talking to the mic. Sh- it
1: can be like ships passing in the night. And put on the headphones. Yeah. David rode his
0: bike over here. I'm sweaty. He's sweaty. Ooh, I, l- I love I it. Sweaty man artist. Yeah. Alone in the basement. That's right. Here okay. We are. Yeah, that's hot. Uh, actually, it's not hot because we have this great air conditioning system it's now. It's actually pretty cool.
1: Down it's here. great, isn't it? And you're pretty cool.
2: Oh,
0: oh see, he's flattering me because he knows I'm going to like really drill into them.
1: I know. I like that. I can't wait.
0: So, David, you know what? Um, I invited Patty Johnson to call in. Okay. Are you, I, I think I told you that. Yes, right? I'm, I'm cognizant of that fact. <laughs> yes. And yeah. this is like <clears throat> really exciting because Patty, you know, Patty's a bit of an authority figure. You know, I have authority figure issues. And Patty's, do you think Patty's a bit of an authority figure sure, in the art world? sure. Yeah. 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 So I'm kind of like excited that I'm actually like dealing with this in okay. public. Right. But um, enough about me, because P- Patty. So you're, Patty's, pull, you're
1: pulling out your Trump card today, basically. is what Yeah, you're
0: saying. I'm feeling. I, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty good about myself because I'm managing this. Don't I look like I'm managing it? Yeah, totally. Okay, so let's get Patty on. Let, let her say hi, and then why she's on, I'll explain mm-hmm. why she's on. How's that, Patty? Am I on? You are. You're my authority figure for today, because David certainly isn't. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I'll uh, do my best. (laughs) I'm like the bad child. So anyway, the reason Patty's on um, there's a bunch of reasons. One, um, she's she's very she runs she's well known. She runs a very well known blog, Art F City. Which has been around a really long time, and Patty and the blog have won like all sorts of awards. Um, if you get your show written or your work, anything written up on Art F City, you definitely put that on your resume. Right, right, David. When you put that right on your resume, that you got like a write up in there.
1: It's a it's very impressive. It's a very impressive. It's a good blog. credential, yes. right?
0: And Patty's in charge of all that. No, well, anyway, so. Uh, I I wish Patty was here because I'd love to see her face right now. You know what I mean. Instead of the call in, we're gonna do that another time. Okay. But um, anyway, I just wanted to uh, get down to business, which is to let you know that um, ArtFag City is an awesome uh, blog and organization, and they've actually they're actually expanding their mission because instead of just like the blog and all the blog stuff, they're actually uh, going to be, um, as it says right here, a responsive artist-centered organization that believes that art, art and generosity improve our ability to think more openly, critically, and engage with the world. To that end, we s- strive to create socially conscious programming online and off. So, I mean, I'm not going to go on by that. I'm not going to keep reading that. But basically, they're expanding their shit to, like, all sorts of other areas. And in the most like democratic, artist centric, mm-hmm. uh, accessible way, Patty. Did I say it right?
2: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, good. That's uh, that's a, a new artist mission that or uh, mission statement for the blog um, and the the organization. We got our nonprofit status um back in November. So that oh, was
0: a very big deal for us. That is a big deal. We want that right here at the radio station. That's a big deal. Big job. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it took a lot of effort. We were founded eleven years ago. Oh um, wow. As a single authored blog. So that was that was me and then sort of as we've gone forward we you know, we I started looking for ways uh
0: Sustainability. Um, So anyway, I know I'm interrupting you because I'm rude that way. Um,
2: That's
0: totally fine. But um, David, this is what it's going to be like for you. So just get ready. So, but um, I just want us because I got to get to David, and he's fucking complicated, and and I'm already like uh, worried. I'm not going to unravel him fast enough. Um, right. So we got to get to the point. Well, the point is, is that one of the ways that you're expanding and using um, your expansion to to help grow your organization is that you and the committee that I was on have organized these art tours, uh, and two art tours around Bushwick, which is my favorite. We're in Bushwick right now. They, we're right near where they sell the K2. I did, I'm not buying. Don't buy around here today. So, Patty, why don't you um, just explain the art tours, and uh, they're going to be awesome, and I want people to go because um, they do benefit – they do benefit Art, Art F City, and they are going to be unique and awesome, and you're going to get uh, a meal. You're going to get a chance to uh, – it's going to be a small group. You're going to get a chance to hang with Patty and really get some real insight and experience with the work unlike anything you could normally get any other way. So, go.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think this is a kind of tour that you'll you'll not find other places and part of that is because we you know, we are focusing on Bushwick. It is a very small group. It's limited to 10 people that happens on Thursday, uh July uh 21st and that happens in the evening and if you can't do it then you can also do it um on Saturday uh in the afternoon on the 23rd um 3 p.m. and so we'll go to a bunch of different galleries you'll get an introduction and discussion by each of the dealers I will personally talk to you about um, the work that you're seeing if you have any questions Um, you know all of that is totally natural Um, and of course we all figure it out together so that's like the the fun stuff yeah it's Um, like a group a small group Yeah, absolutely, and you know, we're going to establish places, but we're also going to like under the radar places as well. So, you know, Secret Dungeon—that's a place that's run by uh, Nat Ward. It's been around for about a month.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I haven't Net... heard of it. I haven't. I had never heard of it until. I want to. Till... I want to go have, to any Secret you, Dungeon. Have you heard about it? That you're in a Secret Dungeon. It's I not that dungeons. secret, but we have a lock on the door. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd never even heard of that place.
2: Yeah, and the, that show, well, Nat Ward is a phenomenal photography, photographer. So it's an artist-run space. Ah. He, um, he's just so smart. So I'm really excited to go to this. Um, the show is called Outer Storage Spaces, and it's a group show um, about how visual data is manipulated, reformed and remembered. So it's very very current. Um you know and it includes artists uh like Michael Jordan Geode, Lucy Lorda Campania, um and other well, other Well, all very hand
0: picked so. cuz I know you put um a lot of energy into curating the 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 tour, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, so it's, so it's the best of it's end
2: up looking at crap. Right?
0: Yeah, no, it's like, the best a- of Bushwick that Patty is bringing to you personally that you're not going to be able to see any other way and not going to be able to digest any other way. And then there's a meal together where you can talk more and share your ideas with other people. And then the price is 250 which sounds you know, for it's not a starving artist price, but you do get a meal, you get all the transportation, you get all the hand holding, and on top of that, some of it uh, goes to Art F City to help to help that organization and you know, it's a tax write off for God's sakes. It's a fucking tax
2: It's break. a tax write off, it's a charity event, so um, you know, the price reflects that. But then you're not getting nothing. You know? Yeah. You're really getting the kind of tour that's, like, so carefully curated. Like, on Saturday, Jason Warren um, at Luraga Augustine is doing, um, you know, he's a jazz impressionero. Like, he's he is an amazing musician. He's doing a performance. You get to see that on this tour. You don't get to see that any other time.
1: Yeah. That's, Something
2: that's special and unique.
0: Well, Um, well, well, also, the way that...
2: It's a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, and the way that gallerists um, interact and just the whole um, thinking and vibe and what comes out of those kinds of experiences are really... It is always very, very special. I've been on a few, you know, like docent-led led things or curator-led things, and it's always, it's always just much more of a special experience than even just, you know, going to a museum and being in a big crowd listening to the guy talk about the work. Yeah, totally. So, so it'll be really fun. it be really fun and interesting. Say the yeah, dates again.
2: Yeah, it's also, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, they take place next week, so July, uh, Thursday. July 21st in the evening and Saturday, July 23rd in the afternoon mm-hmm. at three o'clock. And, and, we- and you can purchase the tickets at art F city. So if you go to art F city.com, the, the blog's former name was art fag city. So if you can't remember um, the first, you'll definitely remember the former name. Either one will get you to the website and it's the first post um, on the top of the website. You can't miss it. It's very easy to buy tickets.
0: So, um, Patty, that is awesome. And I'm going to want you to come back for like a whole, a whole hour of your own soon, okay? Oh, I'd absolutely Can we do that? To. Okay, yeah. that would be awesome. I also posted the link to buy tickets on my Facebook page, everybody, so you can go to that. Patty, thank you so Perfect. much. It's going to be awesome. Well, thank you. It was fun All being right. involved in helping plan it, too. I think it's going to be great. Okay. Cool. Awesome. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. <clears> bye. <throat> that was Patty. The art tours sound good. Sounds good. Yeah,
1: doesn't it? Sounds very thorough. <laughs> very well thought out. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now we have to also talk. Well, so David David Henry, uh, no, I'm David. I'm yes. just calling you fucking David, okay? Da- fucking David? No, David. David, do people call you David or David Henry?
1: Um, David. David, so David and I, or um, DHBJR, all right, was common in in the Williamsburg
0: days. How about dude? How about yo? Yo, 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 and I are in the show that opens tomorrow. Um, This is sort of what brought us together, uh, curated by uh, Joanne, Leah, and. Savannah Speard, who's been on the show, and um, we're excited about being in the show together. I'm excited totally. about being with you. A- absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And the opening is tomorrow at, um, oh my God, it's South Fifth. What's the name of the uh, Undercurrent Projects, 215 East Fifth Street, just off the Bowery in Manhattan. Thank you. I got overwhelmed there. Thank yeah. you, David. I'm the way um, down. So anyway this was uh really great because uh it got me an opportunity to re- get reacquainted with your work David. Yes. And I when I got the invite which is a piece of your work I was quite taken with the visual. And uh I said uh I wrote Savannah and I said, "Oh my god, where is this visual from?" And then she said it was yours. And then I went to your Instagram or wherever I went and I was mm. like Holy shit, I didn't know you were making all this really awesome work. Thank you so much. It's really really uh amazing. It's like um really un- really original stuff. Um I posted a link too, but you you know, it's it's, you put all sorts of, it's almost like you make collage on your face, right? Or how do you, can, well, you want to describe I, it? Sure,
1: sure. Well, I, I actually, I, I coined a word for it. It is essentially, it's a performance collage, but I, I use the word uh, resemblage, which is, The combination of the word "resemble" and collage, and I, I I believe that I coined that word.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, David, you did. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yes. Copyright that. Well, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, so I almost on an almost daily basis. I um, well, actually, lately a little slower, but it'll pick back up again. Um, I uh, um, transform myself into these sort of characters uh, using all uh, food and ripped up magazine pages and baby doll parts and. It's sort of meant to look like it's apps and Photoshop uh, on a certain level, um, but it never is. It's always real. So I actually have to sort of MacGyver all those props on my body and and figure out how to function.
0: Well, it's amazing. The range range that you get is incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have 31,000 followers.
1: 34,000.
0: On Instagram, which is pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, not amazing. I mean, people love this shit.
1: So uh, well, on Instagram, you can really go uh, as much as uh, with all due respect to the art world uh, on Instagram. People appreciate like really raw creativity. And you can go right um, direct you to you the go, direct to the. Yeah, I think artists for the masses. I've always believed that. I mean, I'll, I'll totally, totally show in, in any good gallery or, or anywhere. But uh, I've always I, con- I don't come from galleries. I come from like the weird Williamsburg uh, club art performance art cl- club scene in the early 90s. I'm an immersionist. Um, and, uh, so it kind of makes perfect sense to do this, launch this body of work on social media. It's been r- really exciting. I've met a lot of, I met, uh, Joanne and Savannah through oh, Instagram. Really? You a lot, know? Yeah, oh really? Yeah. Uh, so it's really, a lot of things have clicked in the last year and a half with the new body of work and the, uh, enormous press that I got. I was featured on the BBC. Yeah. I saw that. Um, um, a, lo- a lot, of really nice things happened. I think yeah. It, and it's the work is the is a culmination of, of my many interests in like mm, the self as a construct and identity and society and consumerism over the past 25 years. So I they say like the 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 range that you're talk that you're seeing is from me having done so many different bodies of work, like I've worked in more styles than the band Ween has played. <laughs> and that's who the, I look to them for inspiration. Well,
0: that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today okay. mm-hmm. um, uh, because I want to get in your former work, but I also wanted to ask you one more question, yeah. which has been it there. First of all, it is really digested perfectly um, through Instagram. I mean, the, the stuff is like, it's, it's, it is, it's such a, great, unique, original, analog, digital way of using, you know, our smartphone medium. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, do you photograph them in a studio? Because the, the photographs, I mean, the the production is gorgeous. So oh, are you photographing yeah. them in a studio? Yeah, I, I work, in, I I work in my
1: studio. Um, and uh, I kind of, um, I actually, I just work in front of a mirror and I transform myself. It takes like... Pff, A fast one could be 45 minutes, and a slow one is like two days. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Depends. Um, I mean, I'm not doing it. You know, I might start it, and and I kind of selfie it with my phone uh, to study it in the light and and develop it, basically, Mm -hmm. and in front of the mirror, and I sort of – Kind of, uh, I know when it's done, I sort of transform myself into a character uh, who kind of figures out the work, actually. Oh, interesting. As as it happens That's that's resemblage.
0: That sounds like a really awesome um, process, too. But what I wanted to talk to you about today was, um, so when I first met you, I guess maybe in the early... or I don't know Mm. you were doing this really interesting project where which also got a lot of attention where you were crashing parties and as a famous if you if you haven't seen David Henry Brown in the flesh without a mask he's a really uh, normal looking person pretty normal like a white guy (laughs) he's a white guy and if he puts a suit on he looks like um he looks like he could be in politics or something, you yeah. know. Republican. Maybe yeah. Republican, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, I was looking at your website today, and I noticed that you have like you've been photographed with Trump like five times. Oh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, that's you true. you were really involved with him for a while in. 2000. In
1: 1999. 1999. I, well, I, I specifically stalked Donald Trump for a year in 1999, um, and I tried to meet him as many times as possible. So I met him like six times. That's crazy. Um, and um, he also rumored, uh, which he had before, uh, I think in the 80s he rumored that he was going to run for president, but he rumored that he was going to run for president in 1999. And um, so uh, I sort of was in the middle of, of this project where I was stalking him um, and uh so he remembered that he was going to run for president, and I actually, I actually made Trump for president posters. It says Trump for presidency. So th- great. Have
0: you thought about bringing any of that stuff back?
1: Sure. I mean, I, I flashback it, uh, throw, back it uh, throw it back on, on Instagram oh, um, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's a pretty prescient body of work, so I, I actually uh, I, I joined his campaign for presidency. He wasn't such a right-wing nut in 1999. He was running for the Reform Party. I was interested in, like, who his... Uh, who his supporters and base, like what the public's opinion were about that. I got invited to a pro Trump rally in 1999 at the Taj, now defunct, I believe, Taj Mahal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I made a video. I showed it. I, I think I was in a group show with, like, Mark Lombardi and some people wow, like that at Rowling cool. Hall with that with the Trump pieces. Yeah, Rowling Hall. But I have all five of those. Uh, it's additioned uh, as prints, if anybody let, could stomach. Yeah, we can make sales here. Yeah, if anybody could stomach that. And then I have the eight, uh, five 8x10s signed in gold marker by Trump, and those are you know, that's a million dollars. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you can take me to Patty's, uh, you know, a tour after you sell one. Of course, yeah. No, we'll go on a cruise. or something. <laughs>
1: okay, great. Yeah. If you make sorry. that happen. I, I, prom, <laughs> I promise you a cruise.
0: Anyway, so you were Alex von Furstenberg, is that right? That's Tell correct. Explain your character and what you did, and uh, then and the years, okay. the years that you
1: did it. In like uh, uh, 1998 um, and 97, the precursor to that is I worked with this British artist Dominic McGill, and we have a, had a collaborative duo called Standard and Poor, and we did this project where uh, we would stand out in front of Trump Tower and other places uh, with a roll of red carpet dressed up in tuxedos, um, uh, posing as a company called Red Carpet Rollers. And uh, nobody would show up. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people would start waiting, and our camera people would probe the crowd and, and uh, a- ask them what they were waiting for. Um, so those pieces are very interesting. That's great. That's a really, yeah. Gotta love that. Yeah, well, Dominic was British, so I think he brought that heavy, mar- uh, the heavy, the heavy, the heavy Marxist theory uh, entered really, uh, really into my work through Dominic McGill. Um, and uh, but uh, when we were out waiting for famous people, I met a celebrity fanatic who uh, met Casey Kasem, and our camera, video camera guy actually took the guy's point and shoot camera and shot the photo of Casey Kasem and this celebrity nut and his like seven foot tall wife at the time. Um, it was really odd. And I saw the footage and I was like, oh, my God, I want to become that. But I also grew up um, in near Trenton, New Jersey, where in the Italian restaurant that I went to as a kid, the owner had pictures of himself with famous people. Uh, all, right, all, right, right, right. Yeah, I love that shit. All over the wall. And I was like, why, as a kid, I was like, why would you do that? Why? Why would you do that? Why? 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 And so it kind of I think seeing that guy triggered that from my childhood. And so I decided to become that guy, and I tried for months, didn't get in, and then I, um, I went to school where some people knew the von Furstenbergs in New York, uh, unfortunately, um, <laughs> and um, I was headed out. Uh, so I didn't. I, I, it's like I got a secondhand suit, and I went out, and I, I, tried to meet famous people. I couldn't get into the parties, and I was headed to a to a thing where Barry White was going to be, and I was now clipping uh, uh, things from the gossip pages of the, of the post and the daily news in like 98 and 99 and finding out where celebrities were going to be. I started tracking like uh, where famous and people were going to be and, and politicians. So I went out to this Barry, Mc, uh, Barry White thing and um, I at the door I said I was Alex von Furstenberg. I just thought of it finally. And the guy at the door was like, oh, my God, please come right inside. (laughs) And and so they gave me champagne and they're like, would you like a cigar? Here's please come into the VIP room. Here's Barry White. So there's that's the first photo in the series is me meeting Barry White with the sort of sleazy, nervous looking club owner, like all coked out in the photo on the side and uh, our arms around each other. And and it kind of went from there. Gotta love that. And over the course of a year, uh, I I crashed like hundreds of parties, and I think there's 60 photographs in the edition. I also broke into like super VIP things, and I met Hillary, uh, President Clinton at the time as Alex von Furstenberg and Hillary Clinton um, at her 53rd birthday party at, mid, at the Ford Center. Um, so I did some pretty brazen entries. I got very very slick and very good.
0: How 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 did you did you get on? Like how did you do it? Did you? Was it just the name? Did you get on a list? Did you get any other kind of, or would you just walk up and say, "I'm Alex von Furstenberg"?
1: It was a it was a, a combination of approaches. Uh, I would like kind of like case the joint a little bit. I would go early. Or I would stand outside and kind of watch the security people and the, the people at the door and I would usually look for the nicest guy or the right moment and just oh. say I'm Alex von Furstenberg. It's kind of like uh, cracking a mathematical encryption. Mm-hmm. You know, like almost like a hacker. Mm-hmm. Is how, right. How I think you got about studied,
0: it. you got t- you were talented at uh, at uh, sussing out the situation and, it's and then,
1: timing and observation. Yeah, and and, and, and uh, you also like
0: wore a suit and you're, yeah. you know, a normal looking guy.
1: Yeah, of course, it's like there's a lot a lot about being not wh-
0: normal, but normal. Well, looking Well, I think
1: there's a lot about being a white male in the work for sure. I was looking looking at what how my identity works.
0: Did you ever get any blowback
1: from the von Furstenbergs? Uh, not not so much. Um, uh, uh, I showed it at Roebling Hall Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that show very yeah, well. Oh, it was cool. awesome. It was pretty, pretty crazy, um, uh, and um, it was. Uh, well, we were very, very nervous about getting sued. Is what I remember. Mm-hmm. I have to say, shit, I was shitting myself. Um, oh, mm. uh, uh, I had taken a lot of financial risk in order to produce the edition. It was very expensive. I got an investor. Um, mm-hmm. It was re- really nuts. Um, and uh, I was the uh, 2020 ABC 2020 was at the opening with the full camera crew. Um, I had gone out with a reporter from the New York Observer who uh, we, uh, watched me try and meet David Bowie mm-hmm. and I actually didn't. And then he wrote a front page report, a huge uh, piece, and the front page of the news. Yeah. New.
0: No, I remember. I just want to say, I remember uh, you had so much press. Uh,
1: and the pictures were incredible. They were actually all shot um, much like... I, I think I, when I saw that fan um, hand his point-and-shoot to to Richard, a stranger, and I realized that that's the way to do it, is you just... I, I brought a 35 millimeter roly point point-and-shoot, pretty, pretty simple camera, and I would hand it to a stranger, and um, sort of embedded in these um, uh, In the behavior of the, the very conceptual behavior, like in the pop culture context, I could observe like characteristics of conceptual art, and so the handing the camera to a stranger, uh, it kind of like clicked in my head. I was like Marcel Duchamp, John Cage, chance operations. I was like, there it is. Holy shit! <laughs> so I would find these attributes, basically like behavior, behavioral mm-hmm. ready mades and attributes, and I would. Um, intentionally mm-hmm. use them in the work. Mm-hmm. So it's very- so
0: not to derail the, um, we were back, let's go back to the opening. So like what happened that, like you, I was asking you if you were worried that you were talking about how much you know that you invested money and you were worried about getting sued. What happened with? Did you ever get in trouble? We were going back to the opening. No, I
1: I didn't get in trouble. Um, I um, I met Alex later on through a Chelsea dealer, like a year later, and we shook hands and um, he was pretty cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had any any fallback mm-hmm. from them at all.
0: Did you make money? Did you make the money back from the addition? Is what uh... I really when I'm really asking or.
1: Uh, I I, yeah, I did okay. I think I made my money back. Yeah, it was sold. It was uh, there was uh, a one full set of sixty sold to a a really major collector. I won't say I won't Uh, say who it is. No, yeah, it's it's sitting in his storage.
0: Uh, just like everybody's every every collector's art. Um, Sure. But that must have been like a really exciting time for you.
1: Uh, it was pretty wild. Um, it it kind of um. Well, like all my works, I, I immerse myself fully in the piece, and it, it um, of course, I want it to influence my life and my judgment and my creativity. And, and uh, Instagram is doing the same thing. I get addicted. I intentionally get myself addicted to stuff uh, so that it uh, it begins to shape um, shape my judgment. Shape your judgment. Yeah.
0: So, um, so here's the question. Okay, so after that, you did this project that I was aware of, where you got a job as a host or a guide in whatever you call it in, um. Though in uh, Madame Tussaud's wax place, on uh, which is a great place to go when you're high. Me and my husband got really, before it was my husband, we went there on a date, we got really high, it was really, I'm like, sorry. it was so awesome, yeah. I my picture with, like, Salvador Dali, my, uh-huh. oh Dolly, yeah, we were born in the same day, <laughs> anyway, so you did that, which yep. was cool, but, you know, I mean, the you being photographed, like, you were photographed with everybody, like, the real Heidi Klum, and, who, sure. like, who else? Uh, like
1: Puff Daddy, um, uh, what's her name from Sex and the City, Sarah Jessica Sarah Parker, Di- uh, Bo Derek um i don't know so many just so many james pe- brown yeah that's a beautiful yeah. photo
0: i mean and the show that i remember was just basically there was a lot of also newspaper clippings but there were just like photographs of you with like every famous person it was insane it was totally nuts and you uh. look nor like you almost fit you like i you like it didn't look like it looked like somebody that i wouldn't be hanging out with look well, like you very, know a guy in a normal very very interested you're
1: very, interested in in assimilating into situations and how it how it affects my uh my emotions and appearance yeah you definitely
0: yeah. were assimilated yeah. so then cut to i mean i've seen you around a little bit but then cut to um just this past week or two where i realized that you're doing what you're doing now, this awesome work yeah. so what happened in there?
1: what happened oh, in the middle in the middle uh well, that's w-
0: been like ten years
1: mm-hmm. oh, I was v- very active um um let's see so from the wax museum project I did that um and then nine eleven happened i I, sh- I opened that right after nine eleven and we decided to do it anyway it was like a desert uh-huh. so i was uh um I went out after one night with a, uh, a crashed jet plane on my shirt, um, like in October of, of 2001, like sort of a stripy jet plane, like punky style kind of mm-hmm. applique to a stripy shirt so that they sort of reverberated. And I went out to this like electro club in Williamsburg and uh, everywhere I went, even though everybody was scared of, of what had happened and the imagery, um, everyone was like, where can I buy that T-shirt? Oh, my God, where uh-huh. can I buy that shirt? Where can I buy that shirt? And so I became a fashion designer um, kind of going to the next level of of sociology and appearance and um uh and political imagery I did not know that. Yeah. So uh, what like what do you mean? W- well, I became a, a a fashion designer for real. I, uh, I made all these clothes with crashing jet planes all over them for like in o- 01 to 03 um and uh I again had a lot of press and and sold a lot of it and uh it was was pretty cool. I got kind of a nasty drug habit out of it and I I quit the whole shit by 2003.
0: Really? Yeah. We, like a coke habit, that would be the kind of yeah. habit you yeah. get out well, of Yeah, well, again, that. it's like the
1: ca- that character. Oh, the that character.
0: I... Were you hanging out like with? Was there a lot of um,
1: fashion parties? Uh, of course, yeah. And, and I, models. I had, I had... Did you ever fuck a model? Dude, I had a, a model sort of girlfriend that was so psycho and so hot. Uh, Jamie, I won't say her last name. Oh, wow. Jamie. Jamie. Um. No, I won't say. She wasn't famous. She was. Oh, a, she was right. a fantastic nobody. That's how I like them. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, she was. Um, I was secretly high on coke the whole relationship, and then it turned out that she was secretly high on mushrooms the whole relationship. Oh, that sounds so, like fun. Yeah. So, I'd go with that. Good times. But anyway, uh, it, it all kind of made me nuts, and uh, I, I quit all that stuff. So I've been like— So
0: what happened? Did you go to, like, rehab and stuff? No,
1: I just did it through my— Quitting. Income. You just like I'm quite because I have a really hard, hardcore, tough constitution, tough guy.
0: So, um, what happened after that? That's what, uh, we from, still gotta... from
1: there. Um, uh, in 2003, my sister bought me a Polaroid for Christmas, and I started really hanging out with my friends from the neighborhood, who were very, very creative guys. What neighborhood? Williamsburg, where mm-hmm. I, where I was like, you know, uh, crazy, well known. Where you were born. Where you re, were creatively I was, I was re, born. I was reborn. And reborn. Yeah. yeah. So you started hanging I, out with them. Yeah. Well, we we started like, I think like during Alex, uh, I would kind of come home and do 10 bong hits and then put on some weird as hell costume and go out dancing with my strange friends, uh, like arty freak, freak out Artoid friends um, to kind of blow off steam. And out of that, that nightlife um, came the language that you see in my work on Instagram. Now the resemblage comes from many things, but the fantastic nobodies, I think the mask wearing and, and putting food all over Mm -hmm. yourself came Mm -hmm. out of the fantastic nobodies. I I collaborated really heavily with like five of my friends from 2003 to 2013. And I produced a couple different bodies of work on the side. Um, but Mm -hmm. the main, you know, like my, the main uh, thrust of what I was doing was this sort of, um, the fantastic nobodies is, mm, this, again, going into areas of creativity that have little to do with art and, and very, very focused on mixing art and life. There were one guy almost died one night in front of us and kind of came back to life and you couldn't tell. whether. You mean were,
0: from a, like a drug overdose? No,
1: he had a bad heart. Uh, um. But it was like he was such a trickster and such a manic depressive character. There were some of the people in the collective who were outsider mm-hmm. artists. Uh, you couldn't determine whether it was performance art or. or uh, well, <laughs> so wow. in the area of of like taking Fluxus like into sort of white trash and professional wrestling and and mm-hmm. getting, getting totally weird and mi- and mixing art in life beyond anything beyond what dash snow and his friends were doing we were doing it way weirder
0: and how are you making a living
1: uh i work as a art installer and as a carpenter and and but i had periods where i was just a total slacker and um, I had I had a couple uh, people that rented off me uh, back in the day, and my overhead was pretty low. Rented your like apartment? Yeah, rented out rooms uh, in your apartment? I, I had a garage on North uh, North First Street that I lived on. I had actually built a house on the roof and stuff. Man, I'm did old school. Did
0: you own it? Or no, you, no, no. You, I, you had I, a
1: long lease or something? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I mean, nobody was nobody was interested in those properties at the time, so right. we, did, we did whatever we wanted, and I had right. people that rented off me, right. and, it, and my overhead was very low. Uh-huh. So
0: and you're hetero, right? Uh yeah, and have you had any relationships?
1: Many. Mm-hmm. And
0: have you had any long term relationships? I
1: just finished a seven year relationship it's uh, recently. Yeah. Oh, uh, still it's, hurt? Of course. And yeah. how how did that end? Um, uh, I think it kind of fizzled out. But she moved out, and uh, so I've got this big place to myself now, which is which is cool. We're still friends.
0: Shout out girls. Shout out ladies. <laughs> um. So, um, was that her choice? Or
1: mutual. Um, her choice at first, but in retrospect, logical and, and mutual. I think
0: you've uh, you've handled it. You're I, handling I it. I handle it. yeah well, What t- did she I'm do? Was she an artist too?
1: She's an artist as well. Yeah, she's a great artist. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, uh, is there somebody I might know? No, because uh, <laughs> she's a great artist. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but anyway, so I'm wondering, like, where what your background was like, because identity is obviously an issue for you, and ego is an issue for you too, no?
1: Uh, ego, yeah. Well, I think the finding
0: whole... a balanced ego for you must—it well, seems I... really hard. Maybe why you think why 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 what's my presumption? How to balance
1: the ego? I don't know. I'm more interested in the id, to tell you the truth. I would see the id more in the new work more than the ego, but I, how should I know?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean. The, all that stuff is, you know, exaggerated and probably repressed or unacknowledged in some way. Probably it's it's extreme. It's extreme. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty safe to say that your ego or it or whatever you want to call it. There's some extreme um, there's some extreme extreme
1: experience for you. So let's find out where you're from. Where are you from? Um, I grew up in Yardley, Pennsylvania, which is uh, one town over from the band Ween that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So I think that whatever was in the water, we 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 both drank the same water. Mm-hmm. So it's a small town. Yeah, suburbia. And
0: what of. did your parents do?
1: Uh, my dad is a, like a operations research, like engineer, PhD type dude, mm-hmm. and my mom was a nurse practitioner, midwife. She birthed babies.
0: Oh, that's nice. We yeah. had a. We actually had a. a uh doula on last week, a lovely doula. Uh-huh. So, um, that sounds really normal. Pretty, yeah. I mean, my dad... Did you have it like a nice middle class? That sounds like a nice, you yes. know, like, you Mid- know, not class. not worrying about food or... No, ba- no, You know, nice, decent clothes. Decent
1: clothes, but not not rich. I actually went to boarding school because my parents, they they ponied up the money for it. Um, I went to Blair Academy in New Jersey, so I'm kind of disconnected from Yardley. On a uh-huh. certain level in the 80s, they were very worried. It was like I was like a kind of a really rowdy child, um mm-hmm. like a lot of energy and and could be pretty bad sometimes. I was a major class clown I was like very, um. always one of the best artists in the school, if not I don't know mm-hmm. you know like I really loved creativity, but I was very in the perfor- end of you know, what became performance art came out of just being like a really rowdy all the time and like um I was like. Used to vandalize stuff when I was a little kid and. Like, know. what does that mean?
0: Vandalize stuff when I was a little kid. Does uh, that mean like pulling the hair off of dolls, or does that mean killing small animals or no, breaking into no, homes?
1: No, I never broke into any homes, and I never killed any small animals. But I did burn all my GI Joes. I remember. <laughs> that's I'm, awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what the good. government would
0: do with the soldiers. Yeah. Oh, that's not yeah. even funny. So. um did your brothers and sisters? I have one
1: sister, and I love her very much, Is Elizabeth. She, yeah, she's Elizabeth. Awesome. Shout yes. out, Elizabeth. Is she younger or older? She's younger, and she's she's got a, a family, and she's much more normal than normal. I am. Yeah.
0: So, why did your why did your parents? How old were you when you went to boarding school? Uh, sixteen. And why do you, did they were you, worried
1: about me being in those schools because kids were bringing knives and guns and there was a lot of drugs in the schools in the eighties and so they pulled me out and they put me to, in Blair and that's kind of where I heard about the von Furstenbergs they didn't go to school there but there were kids that were really rich so I was right. exposed to like the elite I remember like a uh, uh, baby Doc's daughter like got a, a Ferrari Countach for her graduation at school and, nice. I mean it was like it was totally out of sync from where I was from so
0: <laughs> did did um so. Did, um, do you have, did you have like a pretty, like, how did you feel when your parents were like, okay, you're going to boarding school? What did that feel
1: like? I don't really remember. I, yeah. Cause I thought, you
0: blocked it. That sucks. Uh, no, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't,
1: I don't know. know. I mean, I, um, I, I liked Blair actually, but, um, but, and I did really well there. I got like straight A's until I got started getting into smoking weed and, um, I took LSD Which was uh, and mescaline in the eighties at at Blair, and those were absolutely mind-boggling experiences. Like really changed me Mm -hmm. Um, um, in a good way. I think it Mm -hmm. kind of opened me up a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I kind of bombed out basically in my senior year. I failed all my classes. Oh, because of the drugs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Did your did your were your parents worried about you?
1: I'm sure they were. I'm sure they still are.
0: Do do you (laughs) do you are you? They're still together. I'm yeah, they getting... are, and
1: they're still alive. My dad just turned eighty-six. God oh, bless wow. him. Oh wow, God bless yeah. him. So,
0: what's your relationship like with them now? Tight. So how how do you not know if they're worried about you or not?
1: Uh, I'm sure they're worried about me.
0: Why do you think so? Do they? Because mm, I'm not rich
1: and successful.
0: But they must know that you've made it this far.
1: Uh. I've done, I have think...
0: done Do they get you at all? Let's put it that way. You're a freak. You're a fucking freak, David. <laughs> do your parents and your parents are from Yardley. They're not even from like LA or Chicago or something like that. I well, mean, they're I mean, not they're... even from like yeah. Cheltenham, Pennsylvania. They're from like Yardley. So what do they think of you, do you think?
1: What uh, do you, I mean, what do you think their impression of you is? Um I think that they only un- they only understand like I have to explain my work to to them for them to really get in into the into it, uh, and then they seem to sort of forget about it, but uh, you know, they like the success, they like when I have press and and they want me to be happy and mm-hmm. and, and and do my thing. And I'm I, <clears throat> I've been doing my thing for 25 years and I'm, I'm not gonna let go at all. Not have they all. come to
0: visit you? Oh, yeah,
1: frequently, so they know yeah. like how you live
0: course, and your home yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, um, but identity seems so like, um. You're, I'm trying to like formulate my thought about your identity, but maybe you can help me because it's, you it's mean, very my... unusual. I think, I mean, it's sort of mutable on one hand, mm-hmm. but it's also, um, it also seems a little bit like a defense, like you're hiding behind your identity. Mm-hmm. So it's sort
1: of, Still aren't we all, um, depends on you know, what you, well,
0: you know, some of us aren't wearing masks, literally.
1: Right. <laughs> well, some, some, some more than others. I mean, I and don't know. and then but and I mean, on, depend- that's a
0: defensive. That's a defensive statement, okay. which well, is fine because I mean, wait I mean, how do yeah. You,
1: how do you define a mask? I mean, in our culture, a mask is seen as deceptive, but in in more sort of primordial culture, it's, it's seen as infinite. It's infinity.
0: Okay. Can I? Tr- can we try this? Yeah. How about if we say that your identity is a toy for you? Sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, and I think
0: and, it's- and, and 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 like. Most people take themselves really more, like most people would not be comfortable with that. It's sort of a combination. If you take yourself really seriously, you want people to really see, you want to imagine that they're really seeing you. And if you think it's funny or you don't take yourself seriously at all, on the other extreme, you'd think like, well, people don't get me, what the fuck? But you're really manipulating it and you're, you're treating it as an intellectual property, almost, aren't you?
1: Uh, well, I do play with it, but it, I think it only comes out of out of a confidence of, of, of that I know myself very, very well. So I'm comfortable playing with it because I, because yeah, because I know myself very well, like like a good actor, you know. I mean, they they know who they are. Right. You can play, no. role play. I'm just right. in role play.
0: Right. But but you are you are putting it out there. So what, what do you like, how do you feel in regards to like the rest of the planet? Like, how did you feel like, like, I'm wondering if you felt um, like if when you went away to boarding school, if that was a big influence, like your identity was sort of brought to your attention in a new way then.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think all these different experiences, I mean, I also like um, I changed music styles a lot, like as a, as an adolescent, like I was a metalhead, I was into punk rock, I even followed the Grateful Dead for a while. So I like sort of, and I would kind of like change my look. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like, so I feel like in our, I'm 48 and that we, I grew up in like a super, I guess it's like a a, a sort of dissociative and schizophrenic culture. Um, I think that I take that language and exaggerate it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. hyper- hyperbole, artistic hyperbole, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to explore like, you know, what, what are mm-hmm. we, what is the prism by which we are viewing each other in reality at this time. Okay, you
0: know? David. Yeah. Now, when I talk to you about this stuff, um, you answer in um, an I think. We we are having a very intellectual conversation. I don't mean this to sound confrontational. Okay. I'm just trying to be direct. All right. Because we only have 15 minutes. Jesus okay. Christ. Um, And I think you're fascinating, and I... Love your work. And I I want to, I want, like if we were, if there were, we're giving you a round of applause because you're doing great. Okay. Everybody out there. Thank you. Thank you, David. We love you. I mean, very compelling, but um, it feels like you're a little, I'm getting the sense that perhaps you're a little disconnected from your feelings about your identity because I feel like you're answering in an, in an intellectual way and not in an emotional way.
1: Well, the emotional way is through the work.
0: Okay, so then what are you expressing through your work? What feelings do you... You have to look
1: at the work. Well, no. You...
0: Well, I mean, okay. Um, a real off. therapist would never do that. Right. You'd have to pay them. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Patty. Maybe you should hire Patty to help you. <laughs> maybe we should hire
1: Patty. I don't really need... I, I
0: don't think <laughs> you I, don't need help. No, don't you really, don't need no, help. No, you I, don't need I, help. I need, I, I'm I need trying financing. to understand. I'm trying right. to understand... Um, I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to help us all understand how you have an extreme, you have an extreme relationship with your identity. And I'm just trying to,
1: I'm trying to like. Is it really me, or is it our society? Uh, I'd say our our society is very extreme. Have ooh. you have you lived over, over have you lived overseas before?
0: Um, briefly yeah. in, in school, mm. but it, it not help, really. It
1: helps to see how extreme the culture is that we live in. It's very extreme. I I don't no. disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, I see it as extreme. Sure. But, um, but if
1: you haven't left it and you're always inside it, you can't really see it.
0: No, I understand can that too. You intellectually
1: see it, but you can't feel it.
0: Right, 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 uh,
1: right. I lived overseas for a little while. Where? Uh, uh, in Germany and Switzerland for mm-hmm. two years. I mean, that's mm-hmm. different enough. It's not like... Yeah, uh, I spent a
0: semester in yeah. London, and I've traveled yeah. to a lot. I've traveled, David. I've been places.
1: <laughs> well, those experiences, that helped me, I think. With, yeah, with
0: that helps. Seeing. That helps. Um, but I'm wondering how you feel. You're. I mean... You know, I definitely feel like you are a balanced, solid person. I'm not, we're not, there's no question about that. But I'm just wondering if you're trying to rebel, um, you're trying to make people wake up from their agreed upon reality, I like to call it. Is that
1: it? On a certain level, I mean. Um... Are you
0: angry that we're all like
1: such automatons? Um. Sure. A uh, cookie cutter, I would say, more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say where's the—is that really good for the culture? Mm-hmm. Is that good for consciousness? Is that good for moral decision-making? Is it good for your spiritual and emotional life? I don't know. I think that's very questionable.
0: Sure. So can you tell me, like, give me one example of something that you think that we're really cookie cutter about? Can you give us an uh, example?
1: It's so many things. Um, ask me another question. Think okay, about well, it.
0: think about race. Race is so hot right now. Race
1: is cookie cutter.
0: You're, you're talking to the mic. Ta- Sorry. Tell us in the mic. All right. Um, so what about race? Is race a construct to some degree?
1: Well, I don't think white people really understand, like, how they see the world.
0: How, in, yeah, in I agree. Country. Absolutely not. Right. I and, mean, I
1: got a chance to be a minority somewhat. I mean... Um, where? Williamsburg in the nineties, definitely. I was had bottles thrown at me all the time and I was a minority on the South Side and it was like
0: You mean because you were white?
1: Yes. Mhm. Very empower good experience. Empowering. Powerful. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I had never experienced that really. And I came to New York for that. And I'm a little disappointed that it's gone. I guess I could move further out and get it again. But... Yeah, I'll throw
0: some bottles. You want it's people tough. to throw
1: bottles at you? That should be easy to get. It's tough, you know. There was those were tough experiences. I got I got mugged. I uh, got called racial epithets mm-hmm. constantly. Um, I think that, that was very, very good. It was good for me, though. Excellent for mm-hmm. me. I think it really helped me understand. Mm-hmm. I am also, as a carpenter, I've been in a lot of working-class uh, multicultural mm-hmm. situations.
0: Oh, right, right, so right. I don't
1: think I suffer from, like, the same uh, classist issues that uh, the millennials who live in Brooklyn do. I think that's really classist. Well, yeah, that's and a whole. There's,
0: they're from, like, another another era or we're from different. different Yeah. It's a different thing. They
1: just, it's very, it's very white.
0: So as far as like the things that have really changed your perspective, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of wanted to, to really understand. I realize I'm frustrated. I want to understand more about what it was like for you when you went to boarding school, but, but I'm even wondering if you even remember it. It sounds like you don't even have that in your head anymore.
1: It's a long time ago. But what do you want to know?
0: I want to know like what you felt like if you
1: felt like an outsider. Um, I think most, most teenagers feel like outsiders. I guess so. I carry that with me. Mm-hmm. And artists are outsiders. we are like perma- permanent teenagers. <laughs> well,
0: and then what about your identity when you went to all those parties, the party era? Hey, can you talk? You have to really focus on the mic. It's very sensitive. These are good mics. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Talk right to it. Absolutely. It, it's weird. It loves you. Talk to it. Okay. So what, what was your identity? Also, like when you take, when we, you, we, us people take drugs and stuff, don't you think that that is, there's something about identity that seems to make people like being uncomfortable with one's own identity is often a a reason that people take drugs now what do you think about
1: that uh well i think sure i mean i think it can kind of like yes break break down barriers Mm -hmm. for a while until -hmm. you sort of i mean use anymore um mm-hmm. uh, i don't i don't right. need, i don't need it but i yeah. but i think when i was young i did and it certainly uh, mm-hmm. i think it can, it can I, I don't i don't want to i don't want to set a bad example but i was a very bad boy
0: sometimes. Mm-hmm. well what was your identity like in high school before what 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 was your life like before you went to boarding school you know
1: in boarding school i wasn't very i wasn't very creative that was one thing i was i feel like i was kind of like um in a like in a, in a shell something mm-hmm. that was, oh i reached puberty very late that, oh really that runs in the family from my father's side. what so, do you mean by that like 17
0: so you mean you were like had a boy's body until you were 17 yep. yes so, so that I must be super, tough
1: super insecure and i um in ninth grade i was in another school in a, and I got i remember getting picked i got bullied a lot and picked on and at blair i didn't get picked on as much i don't know why uh-huh um because I was really this, like a tyke, like really small for my age. Um, and uh, yeah, but I was kind of like in a, in a shell. And then I kind of took acid and smoked weed like my junior year, and I kind of busted out, and my, my, my sort of true self emerged that was like really a freak and didn't fit into boarding school. And from there, I got like a lot more creative. Mm. started drawing incessantly. But mm-hmm. I, had, I was very, very creative up through ninth grade and then I kind of dropped it in like 10th and 11th grade and then I kind of started partying and then all of a sudden it, I started, came back. I had a lot of mental instability too. I had a lot of panic attacks like my starting my junior year and it went into college. In,
0: in, 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 in before boarding, in boarding school, yeah, you, you end, started getting panic attacks. Yeah. yeah. At,
1: the, at the end, I think that was sort of me c- coming out of the shell that I had sort of built around myself because I didn't really, I didn't want to grow up maybe. Um,
0: you didn't want the responsibility
1: who does. Sucks.
0: Well, did your parents take, did you have a lot of responsibility as a teenager or did your parents like protect, were you protected?
1: I was, it was a mix. I think, I mean, I worked, uh, like in the summers I worked as a dishwasher. Right. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, and, and a bus boy. I mean, I was expected to work like, and, and make money, you know, wasn't in school and then in college i I also worked at least a good chunk of college
0: did you did you have friends in high school or before like the years right before you went to um boarding school do you have friends then
1: yeah, but I haven't really m- maintained relationships with them. Like, when I moved to New York, I kind of dropped my past, and I, re- mm-hmm. I reinvented it when I came here. I, uh, I came here when I was 23. I got a job at Pearl Paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> that place. I know, and uh, I just sort of— I must have seen you there, yeah. I built built friends from right out mm-hmm. of that scene.
0: But, I mean, were you—I mean, it's interesting what you're saying, that you didn't develop till later. And also, I mean, you're not a huge dude— as it as it is you must have been um I mean you're certainly like an average size I would say you're lucky you're not you know you're nice and slim
1: well great artists can come in all sizes I mean, no Big, it, Big, but, but pop said I'm only five foot one
0: yeah yeah well, no we're but we're not even we're not even yeah of course we're not I'm just saying that as um I'm I, wait, wait, that was a little I think that's revealing right there but um Because I'm saying that I'm wondering if your size as um, a teenager before, like if that was part of, and maybe you not being comfortable with it, which, you know, I mean, is not your fault, but I guess that would be, make sense. Is like, is that part of, do you think,
1: Okay, yeah. did you feel like an outsider? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a little guy inside me and my dad is the same way. He was like, he matured really late too. So there is like this kind of like, you have like this... You have this complex that might come from that kind of genetics, I think. But you know, you got to work with what, what, right. you, what you are. And
0: I think what's actually kind of solid about what makes it solid makes you makes you solid in 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 that with that mishigas, if we'll call it that, uh, is that it's totally physical and it's not um, something that. Um, is you know a defect or a deformity? I mean, you're. I mean, it's something that is not serious, or it's you just developed late. It wasn't like something that uh, was serious, really. But I think it affected you, but it wasn't serious, so you can be solid because you know there's nothing wrong at all, right? You know what I mean? It I didn't. Mean,
1: I think that I, I would say that uh, I'm something of a freak. You know, and my dad is too. My dad's like, um, um, I don't know, to me, he's exceedingly brilliantly intelligent guy. Um, um, a lot of mental energy. Maybe I inherited a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh. Oh, yes. Um, he's really kind of like uh, his humor. He He's able to he he's he can uh, he's memorized like thousands and thousands of dirty limericks and says them like an in, like incredible. Wow. Br- incredible brain. <laughs> That's impressive. Wow. right? I mean, my my humor is like I use humor a lot. And uh, it's like my humor humor is more like situational and sarcastic and uh, and sort of fucking with people in situations and and all that. But that mm. comes from my dad.
0: Hmm. Hmm. did you have a good relationship with your dad
1: uh he's a little, little bit distant but we've come come closer Does over he time. get angry a lot uh drinks a lot still does he have
0: an alcohol problem
1: uh maybe no, no comment
0: <laughs> okay well we only have uh three minutes three minutes so yeah an alcohol problem well that's a whole other thing God yeah you know um but um I'm glad uh things. Are really you've been through a lot and things are in a really good place now. I think. What do you think? Sure. Except for the girlfriend.
1: Um. Well, no. That those things are always for the better. I've been through that before.
0: And it's good that you had a seven year relationship. That's a good sign. I've right? had some others. Yeah. Did you long. live together? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I didn't yeah. live with anyone until her. I wouldn't allow it. <laughs> no way. I'm glad to be living alone again. I think it's right for me. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah.
0: So, but that's a good sign.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: You don't want it. You don't care about having a family. Nope. Yeah. Who wants? Who wants that? That's my attitude. Um,
1: No, dating. I'm on Tinder.
0: Oh, you are? That's great. We'll all be on the... Tripping out. Tripping out. Oh, my God. It is so bizarre. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Um, So we only have two minutes left and so
1: everybody should come out to the show tomorrow yeah don't you think so
0: let's let's say it again it's like seven what are you what are you showing i'm showing some mirrors with text on them okay you're showing (laughs) mirrors with text on them yeah cool yeah looking forward yeah yeah say the address again because you have it in your head um
1: uh, uh undercurrent projects 215 east 5th street just off the bowery the opening is tomorrow night July fifteenth from seven to ten PM in the East yeah. Village. And
0: um it's curated by Savannah Spirit and Joanna Lee. Joanne Lee. They did a really good job. They did a
1: good job and two really lovely and very talented artists. They are really talented. Lovely and talented that I met on Instagram. That and is so I, I've cool. I met so many cool artists on Instagram. After all the cool artists that I knew, the provocative ones have all they've all given up and left New York or done something else, and so I met a whole new crop in the last year on Instagram. It's great.
0: That's so cool. I'm getting into it too. Like I, I because because yeah, this this show has actually helped me get more into it. So, and uh, I also want to give a shout out again. Don't forget about um, the Art F City uh, tours, which are going to be awesome. So, uh, you know, you can look it all up on my Facebook page or my Dr. Lisa gives a shit page or whatever. Just tune in and and uh, I will find whatever you need, you know, whatever it is, because, frankly, I give a shit. It's true. Thank you, David.
1: I'm glad to share my shit.